Hello, my name is Zach. And my name is Rusty, and we're your hosts for Volunteer Equip. This is where we take about 10 minutes to talk about all things to help equip church volunteers. Today, we are on episode five of the podcast, talking about how to respectfully respond to disrespectful students. Ooh, man, if you are in leadership, you have dealt with someone being disrespectful. All right, Zach, how do we respond to students and people in general who are behaving disrespectfully? Today, we're going to look through the lens of students because that's that's the world we're in. But I really believe this applies to all the way from kids ministry to adult ministry to college ministry. Like if you're working with people, man, you're going to work with someone that is responding in disrespect. Yeah, first thing I think it'd be helpful to acknowledge is that um, we're all struggling with some level of this, so you're not alone in this. So um, just to, to share some of our woes, we are most definitely dealing with it on our campus um, in many of our family groups, which is what we call our small groups here at True North. Um, and if you are around teachers or have teachers in your life that you can talk to, they're feeling this in the classrooms too. So this is um, almost a widespread thing in dealing with with students specifically. Yeah, and so I feel I feel like this isn't something that just like magically appeared overnight. I don't I don't think like oh oh yesterday we woke up and and the whole world is gonna start acting just disrespectfully. What I firmly believe is this: we've started reaching this tipping point. We've started really noticing it more. So Zach, what what do you believe is some of those reasons why we're starting to hit that t- tipping point and, or we're just starting to notice the disrespect more? Well, this is not an exhaustive list and um, these are in no particular order. Yeah. <laughs> so worth just worth mentioning there because there's so many reasons why and, and each, I fully believe that each individual person is going to have individual reasons for what's going on and all yeah. that kind of stuff like that. So just... Um, I guess caveats out of the way. Uh, the first one is um, lower level, lower levels of trust for authority figures, really in all areas. Again, we've mentioned that um, obviously our, in our church setting, in our classroom settings. I mean, we know this from seeing um, folks in our just in authority over us, be it yeah. police, be it you know, I, I don't, you know, the list can go on. I want to say political figures, but I, you know, whatever that is, like there's just a breakdown of trust. Um, for those who are in authority, no matter what that means. I mean, from parents, I mean, this is, if it's going on on our campus yep. and in classrooms, most definitely it's going on at home in some level. And so there's just, uh, a, just a lack of trust that who are you to come at me yeah, yeah. is, is a phrase that has been uttered yeah. <laughs> on, on our campus before. And so and this is coming from a student to a group of adults. And so, um, I don't really know what that is, but but I think part of that is just yeah. there's just a lack of trust or wanting to be equal for yeah. someone. So, um, and they're just not there yet. Um, number two, just increased consumption of of social media and other content that prioritizes uh, honoring yourself before other people. So I'm going to mm. put myself above another person. Um, or at least I'm going to put myself at equal status with someone. Yeah, no, that's good. And and just you know, just for whatever reason, just the fact that that I'm here and I'm drawing oxygen means I should, <laughs> you you know, you and I should be at the same level. And I'm not talking about just a blatant disrespect for a student, because man, I wanna I wanna respect students yep. because of you know their 
humans and they're made in God's image and all these other things. But at the same time, there needs to be a level that they show us yes. respect because if nothing else, because we're an adult. <laughs> Yep. And that's just kind of where I land on that. I don't know if you have any thoughts that you'd like to chime in. That's the specific one. I think it's just so much content out there that, I mean, you hit the nail on the head of just like honoring our feelings and ourselves. Like so much of what students are fed is all about like, oh, no, it's about me. It's about me. It's about me. Um, whereas as Christ followers, like we are supposed to die to ourselves and, and like, take up God's way, which is very much honoring others mm. <laughs> and loving yeah. others. And so yeah. somewhere there has been this giant disconnect of that being taught and consumed by our students. Yeah. I mean, we're all selfish. And, and so those things play into that. Yeah. Just like me first <laughs> and then others, maybe second, may, I don't know, maybe I'm yeah. first and second too. I don't, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So uh, I think number three, just to kind of keep things rolling, uh, overwhelmed parents who are struggling to find time, energy solutions to instill discipline and develop, develop the character of their kids. And so um, being a parent is hard. And, um, you know, the kind of the joke is they don't come with an instruction manual. And so, um, you know, you're at the hospital and then it's time to leave. And I just remember distinctly with each one of mine, my three is just like, well, well, now what do I do? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. You, you trust me with this thing? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And just all that stuff. And so parents, you know, they're everything going on in their kids and then everything going on in themselves and, and, um, just all oh, the word escapes me right now. Um, just feeling inadequate and, you know, who am I, you know, I've done things wrong and maybe there's disrespect in the parents' life that now they're dealing with and, yeah. and their kid, they see themselves and their kids and, and just, there's so much that goes into this. So parents don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes when they don't know what to do, they can do things wrong or, or just be absent. And so that one's just, so parents play a role in this. Oh yeah. And so definitely like, um, I've looked at a bunch of stuff of just like what gets passed down from parent to parent to parent to parent, mm. like from parent to kid that eventually becomes a parent that has a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. what are those struggles that keep getting passed down because, oh, we've seen this and now, oh, hey, this is my reaction to that. Yeah. And so there's so many things psychological going on mm -hmm. there of just, man of what's being passed down to you and then what are you taking to your kids and so like I know me and my wife we've we've looked at we've not had, we don't have kids yet uh, but we've looked at those things of like what would we take from our parents and what will we bring into to having kids because there is no like, like you said there's no manual for that mm -hmm. um hopefully we go to the word of God for for some instruction of different things like that, but I don't think the word of God has any there. We're like, hey, let's this is how you change a diaper. Um, uh, most definitely not. Which the reality is, like, oh, I think it's maybe like two weeks ago. I was helping with kids ministry, and I'm like holding this baby. I'm like, please don't poop because <laughs> I've never done this before. Like, I've never changed the diaper. Please don't do this. Well, the thing in our church is the men can't, so you just hand them off. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> you can screw it up on your own kid. So, um, and I, but just, just, I guess, kind of one more thing uh, to that is, is what gets passed down is, is some, some mistrust for those in authority comes from is passed down from mom or dad. Yeah. Maybe mom or dad had um, a, a bad experience with the church or something like this, and so they're they're kind of walking in, you know, student. Hey, I want to go with my friend, and mom and dad are like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" You know, like it's full of hypocrites or you know whatever else. And so parents are 
you know, somewhat planting that seed for a student who comes in. And, you know, that's a possibility. But I think there's some connection there with with parents passing things down, mistrust, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and where we'll just kind of land this list is, is the fourth one. Um, lower levels or I'm sorry, higher levels of apathy around faith, uh, morality, um, those kinds of things. Just our students could care less or are caring less and less about goodness and virtue um, and they're trying less to be good and virtuous. Like anything goes. If, if it's right for me, yeah. I can do it. And and that's really, that's running rampant, not only in our students, but um, just in our culture. And so there's, they're wrestling trying to navigate all this stuff without the maturity to know, that, wait, if everybody acts like this, it's just going to be straight anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and how does this play out? <clears throat> and then two, man, I keep the maturity to realize I keep acting this way and I keep getting in trouble. Yeah. Well, that's just everybody trying to hold me down, you know, yeah. and, 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 and then it plays out just even more aggressive. Yeah. And so, um, so the, just, uh, just a quick list, but and I'm just going to say, but there, um, we know the gospel is powerful and we know that through Christ change is possible. And that is the power of the gospel right there. And so, um, we'll kind of spin and talk through the rest of this in the rest of this episode. Yeah. And so that's why I like, we will do anything to to bring lost, hurting, broken people into a relationship with God. And so, like for us in our student ministry, that 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 sometimes looks like hard air balloons. That sometimes looks like movie nights. That sometimes looks like off campus events, like fall retreats or camps, or throwing water in each other's faces uh, <laughs> during just a fun, stupid game. Um, and so, like we will do anything to really bring in those students to get them hopefully connected to someone that is sharing the gospel that loves them cares for them and hopefully be able to speak some stuff into them mm-hmm. yeah and part part of that is there's a healthy balance of um a portion of our students should be um should be unsafe should not know him should not know um, or should not have quite an understanding of what it looks like to love Jesus and want to honor him. And so um, specifically in their attitudes, and yep. even those that do love Jesus, that may be something that he's working on them on. And so um, that's that's just this tension that we manage in the church. And so it should be a place where those who don't have it all together are welcome in yeah. <laughs> and can, can be introduced to Jesus, can let him or begin to let him work in their lives to change them into who he wants them to be and so um for for the for our language that we use um we want our student ministry to be a place where students can belong together and then become more like christ and so like that is that's how we kind of phrase it here at at our at true north for our student ministry yeah and so like we kind of we hit our our what we call our motto but our this is our core being. Our church and our student ministry is passionate about leading people into a passionate relationship with Jesus. And that's whether they've ever had a relationship with Jesus or they're already a follower of Jesus. So as we reach the lost, whether you're in kids ministry, youth ministry, adult, college, if you're reaching the lost and the broken, you have to understand and come to the realization that they're coming in broken and hurting, that they're not going to know how to 
honor God during worship, that they're not going to know that, oh, hey, we we shouldn't talk during service or get our phones out or X, Y, Z. Like they're not going to know these things because they've never been discipled into the culture of your ministry. And so they're coming in broken and hurting and hopefully looking for somewhere to belong. And so what do we do with that? Um, first, uh, first, it's important, as much as we may want to in our flesh, <laughs> we cannot wash our hands of them <laughs> um, and just be like, all right, you're suspended forever. Go to the church down the street and cause them struggles. Yeah. Um, so we can't, We and again, we may want to. Yeah. Um, just real talk, and <laughs> we may want to, but we can't do that. Um, and then the flip side is, is we can't do nothing. Like we just can't then continue to let them be disrespectful to us or be disrespectful to our leaders. Cause then our leaders, you know, that just turns everybody off or it's detrimental to the group. And so, um, we have to show leadership and run into those situations where we may not feel comfortable or we may not be, uh, excited about. Um, because again, what what I believe Christ has called us to as um, as leaders in church, whether you're paid or whether you're a volunteer, is to uh, disciple students. And so, or in this case, students, disciple people, but yep. disciple students. And so in that case, um, and discipleship for me means looking more like Jesus. And so you are showing them a picture of what Jesus looks like and calling them to look like that picture. So we have the responsibility to receive students where they are and help them find uh, the healing that they need or to help them see a, a picture of what Christ modeled so that they in turn can show that same model of Christ to other people. Yeah. And so before we kind of wrap up this one, because we want to talk about the big kind of picture of, of man, we shouldn't write them off. We shouldn't do, um, we should always love, we should always do these different things. And so I want to end with there's a scripture that we we've kind of talked about that that I want I want you to read in a second, mm-hmm. um, and then we're going to wrap up, and then the next episode we're going to start getting into a lot of of how how do we practically do this, and so uh, if you'll read the John one fourteen for us, in, yes, in this, yes, so. Uh, one of my favorite verses at Christmas time, <laughs> just even though it's not a Christmas verse, but it's just, I just, it's not Christmas until this is read in my heart, but, uh, or in my mind, but the word became flesh and he made his dwelling among us. Uh, just that first part, just Christ coming, uh, to us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from, from the father, full of grace and truth. And so the, the practical thing that we will break down in the next one is, um, we respond to disrespect by um, <clears throat> showing grace and meeting students where they are and with truth and calling them to more because that's exactly what Jesus did for us. Yeah. He, he met us with grace, met us where we are in our sin, and revealed the truth to us and is calling us to be more specifically to look like him. Yeah. And uh, so we good. will uh, break that down more. <laughs> so just want to thank you guys for joining us today as we set up um, episode six. Um, but this was episode five of volunteer quit. Yeah. And so make sure you check out that next episode of, of six, uh, because man, we are going to massively get into the weeds of how to respond. So how do I physically do this? What, what should I say? All these different things we are going to start breaking down in episode six. 
If you're looking for more resources as a volunteer or as a church leader, we have some on our church website, and that is truenorthchurch.com slash elementleaders.